0: Hi, it's David Pollan with the hot button at number 242, It's All Over, State of Cinema Part 1. My brain feels like it's going to explode. I'm usually pretty comfortable projecting where the next year or so is going in the film and television industry. Those who seek to position me as wrong tend to lean on specific guesses that went wrong. But in terms of the overall perspective, I've been a lot more right than wrong. And I'm almost always about six months ahead of the other journalists. But right now, I don't know. I do know that most of what's being speculated about is wrong because it doesn't really look past the surface of any given day or week. Media covering the industry has become madly reactive and seem to be more concerned about being right right now instead of right. I spent, the, we spent this weekend chewing on the weekend box office of rationalizations by the trades. It's a great opening for Dwayne Johnson. And the 29th best opening of 2022 in a year with only 79 films and wide release, both to date, is a triumph for two former leading movie openers. And if you compare it to the $30 million opening of The Lost City, you're just being a neghead. Or, don't you know that rom-coms no longer have a theatrical audience? After all, there's been four whole rom-coms released this year, and the other two, besides Lost City, getting day-and-date studio dump, or, in the other case, another movie marketed as the first gay rom-com, apparently alienating audiences. This is an excellent sample of the genre. I'm sorry, This is nuts. This is a smartly manufactured spin by very smart studio publicists who are setting the agenda for most of what passes for industry coverage these days. In a conversation with a friend this weekend, I started spinning out why the industry should not be rationalizing mediocre results but really crapping our collective pants because these numbers are not positive. So I sat down and started doing analysis, which I know makes some of your eyes glaze over. I hear you, it's a lot. And not all of you are analytics people. So here's the Shaved Down version. We've gone from about 900 or so new domestic releases a year pre-COVID to about 450. And from about 140 wide releases a year to about 80. The top 20 movies used to represent about 55% of the domestic theatrical market. This year so far it's over 75% and about to get higher with the arrival of Black Panther Wakanda Forever and Avatar The Way of Water. The top 40 movies have generated $4.8 billion domestically this year. The next 160 titles combined have generated only $624 million. Annual domestic box office from new movies released each year was over $11 million for five straight years before COVID. This year it's looking to land somewhere around $6.5 billion, including those two presumed mega hits that are on the way. And here's the catch-22. The only people who can control the market, really, are the distributors putting and not putting movies into theaters. Everybody else is just reacting and trying to understand the curve. Disney, who owns both epic releases, still do this year, as well as two other titles that have generated more than $750 million worldwide each, should generate over $4 billion in grosses from their top four movies released this year. Next Step Down are Lightyear and Strange World. Let's say $500 million worldwide between them. Aside from Fox movies Disney didn't make itself in Searchlight, that is Disney's entire commitment to theatrical. Six movies, $4.5 billion worldwide gross. Seems impressive. But in 2019, Disney grossed over $11 billion in theatrical. If grossing less than half their potential theatrical revenues is where Disney wants to be, no one can stop them. And if the movie theaters that allow Disney the range and flexibility to make $4.5 billion worldwide this year start closing, cutting into that gross, Disney will have actively created an even deeper reduction in their own revenues. And remember, this includes the now only a division Fox. Searchlight has its own space, but aside from Avatar and other IP rights from Fox, Disney only released three Fox movies this year and combined they grossed under $250 million worldwide. The biggest by far was the uh, Death on the Nile and the sequel to that is being made by Disney now. That's why we could soon be seeing the end of the theatrical business as we knew it and even as we know it today. Warner Brothers Discovery is committed at least for now to theatrical. They have as many as 14 movies in their 2023 lineup though at least a couple seem destined to fall out. Sony talks a lot about their commitment to theatrical, but they've also sold off a lot of their titles in the last couple of years. They have nine or ten titles due this next year. Paramount's loaded with IP-driven films in 2023, but it's still likely only to have ten releases on the year. Universal has the biggest load of titles, with 14 releases scheduled at this point. Disney has nine films on deck for 2023, a whole one of which is not in-house IP, meaning Marvel, Pixar, Disney remake, or a reboot. I count 31 high-gross, ambitious films that will define the box office in 2023. I list them on the website. (laughs) I'm not sure I should read them all off here because it'll just make your eyes cross. So go if you want to see the whole list. But it includes every movie that's hoping to make over $100 million domestic and over $250 million worldwide. If the average worldwide gross on each of these movies... These high-gross, ambitious movies is $500 million, and that's a generous number given history. That's $15.5 billion. A lot of money. At least it seems like it. But if we assume they make up 75% of the theatrical box offices next year, as we've seen become the new norm this year, then the entire worldwide box office generated by Hollywood next year would be about $21 billion. Throw another couple billion on top for world cinema. I mean, go on. Doesn't cost you anything. $23 billion total. That's an improvement on what we hope will be about an $18 billion total this year worldwide when we count all the 2022 releases and the 2021 holdovers that did some business in 2022. But it ain't the $41 billion bucks of 2019, which was the seventh consecutive year with a worldwide box office over $35 billion. So does this give me hope for the return of a fully operational theatrical exhibition business? No. And it doesn't matter Why? I'd like to write a book on just that. Maybe I just have to accept that this industry decided to burn its own money in 40 plus years of building a very successful revenue model based on Windows. This is a model that built very focused interests and revenues through a series of steps that took advantage of differing groups of movie consumers on each level of comfort in each level's engagement, in each group's engagement replacement in many industry leaders eyes is to spend a fortune on content to let whatever floats to the top of popularity rankings find its way to the top and then hope people don't tire of paying for your increasingly expensive service every month movie going for the most part has always been a habit that the industry cultivated not about just going to see the biggest movies. What TV we watch much the same so with few exceptions people won't pay for specific content. So much as for a content ecosystem, which is what the broadcast networks were and what Netflix really is now. But in trying to build an own library, uh, an owned library of value, Netflix wildly overspent. And in misreading what Netflix was doing, others followed that same mistaken idea. Without any financial motivation to do anything but work on that ecosystem, special product, especially that which costs a lot of money will soon be an endangered species at Netflix and everywhere else. This is the way of industry history. It's a circle of life. It's not my thing. Not something I can do anything about, but observe it. We wish, though we may wish, all day and all night, history repeats itself with astonishing consistency. So, perhaps it's time we expect the worst, not only for theatrical, but for the whole industry and what this means for it. If this is the new normal, what happens? Well, that's part two of this piece. Until later.